0: portion of the voices of highland podcast is brought to you by bailout escape rooms located in downtown highland if you're looking for something fun and unique check out bailout escape rooms where they have themed rooms full of puzzles and clues to solve in order to escape the room in one hour to book your adventure go to bailoutescaperooms.com and see if you have what it takes to escape
1: Hi, everybody. Welcome to the Voices of Highland podcast. I'm your host, Frank Lipsky, along with Gina. How you doing? I'm doing good. We have a great episode again this week on our remote recording studio. Since we're not allowed to have anyone uh, actually here in the studio, we have a guest on the phone. And our guest this week is Jason Pritchard. Jason is the owner of Double J Doggy Play and Stay, and they have locations in Greenville and Highland. Jason, how you doing? Welcome to the show.
2: I'm doing good. How are you guys doing?
1: We're doing great. Thanks for taking the time to come on the show. Uh, We really appreciate it.
2: Yeah, not a problem.
0: Okay, so Jason, why don't you start off by telling us a little bit about yourself and uh, Double J Doggy Plains Day.
2: Jason Pritchard, uh, my wife Jessica and I, uh, in 2015, actually decided to open the Highland facility first. Um, It was a long-lived passion. My history is I've been in uh, show dogs for 20 years uh, 22 years so I've been uh, breeding and training and showing dogs basically I bull mastiffs I started with them and then we uh, reached into the English bulldog side of things and just it's really been a passion and about middle of 2014 my wife and I were both working and running other businesses I ran a rather large body shop in St. Clair County and my wife ran a business over in St. Louis And we both kind of decided that, you know, we would had enough making other people money. What does Highland need, you know? Mm -hmm. And we reached and thought and sleepless nights and we don't need, you know, restaurants, bars, all that comes to mind. And then, you know, I was like, why don't we do dogs? Um, Dogs have always been my passion. I've been in them for years. It always brought me pleasure. Something I enjoyed to do. And, you know, truly what everybody says, if you do what you love, it's really not a job. That's right. (laughs) So we, we kind of bit the bullet and six months of research and diving into this, you know, how many dogs were in Highland, how many dogs were in Madison County, will this work, you know, and we, you know, we were very successful in our businesses before we, you know, made pretty good money and it, it just taking that dive into, you don't know, and, and there's really no business kind of model for, for dogs. It's, it's a really kind of an infant industry, you know, I mean. The daycare aspect of it's just starting to catch on in certain areas you know especially in the midwest we're a little bit behind the times not you know like the east and west coast have been a little bit more you know 10 20 years into this so you know with with all of our we took all of our savings together and we tried to uh make smart decisions and invest and, and work with dale and shirley and ended up buying uh, the well and maytag building there in highland and, and it was kind of a, a great handoff between the two of us because they they built that facility when they were our age, and we bought that facility when they retired, so it was kind of like a, it was almost like a a, a, a graduation handoff, if you will, between the two, you know, and then kind of our ongoing joke was, you know, your, your place did so good, it really went to the dogs, <laughs> and, uh, you know, for the first year, probably even 18 months, it was just constantly, you know, people coming in, and, you know, the older, you know, crowds, they'd just get mad at me, but they walk in the door looking for the, you know, the, where's my Maytag? Mm-hmm. <laughs> So um but yeah it's just been fun it's just been a great you know we've we've grown kind of leaps and bounds two years ago we did the expansion in highland um we did a hundred thousand dollars expansion um quickly realized it it was the proverbial shed kind of thing where you build the you know build or purchase the 12-foot shed and you should have got the 20-footer um but we're kind of landlocked where we are so we kind of looked around and and pretty much the last half of Last year, we kind of, or the year before, I'm sorry. So, 17, I guess. So, the fall of 17, we started actually looking for facilities and kind of checked in the Highland. And, you know, like we didn't want to give up our in town spot because with daycare, especially, you know, it's the, you know, we ch- normally like the children and the dog are getting dropped off at school and then mom or dad's heading to work. So, you know that little bit you know a couple of areas that we did look for that were you know out just outside of town you know i just kind of talked to jess about it and i'm like well that turns into you know eight ten more minutes in the winter time and then you know majority of people are running behind anyway you know so that might affect our daycare you know just the ease the, the easeability. you know the accessibility i should say on a, on a main street there in town
0: so jason tell us a little bit more about what you guys offer at your facility
2: um facility wise we offer daycare boarding training retail and grooming um grooming being you know we do ba- bathing of dogs dog nails ears cleaning i mean full cuts um the daycare portion of it was basically like a kid daycare where the mom and dad can drop the dog off in the morning we put them in um you know basically we want to match every dog with the correct personality type because you know the dogs are just like kids not every kid gets along neither will dogs so we try to place them in a correct situation where they're going to be successful in, you know, the daycare situation. So they play with toys, play with each other, play tug-of-war. So mom and dad be able to drop them off in the morning, and then, you know, basically they play in their play groups all day. Um, we normally, you know, we don't play them constantly all day long. There are nap times because, you know, they do get worn out. And then they uh, go home worn out. And normally we, you know, like our Mondays and Fridays are our heavy days for daycare because the parents like having a dog that's, you know, a little exhausted there for the weekend. So a little more, more pleasurable experience for them. And then they get to socialize. It does, you know, it's daycare's not for every dog. You know, just like like children, dogs are like children. So I mean, our business models, we want them to feel like as close to home as possible. We're not gonna, you know, if it's, if a client's dog is not comfortable in a situation with daycare, which not, you know, and all dog dogs will. We're, we're going to let them know, you know, we're going to let the client know that, hey, this, you know, it, you know, it's not you. It's not the dog. It's just, you know, this, this just isn't, you know, Buffy's thing. You know? Mm-hmm. <laughs> and so we just we want them to, to have a pleasurable experience.
1: So, Jason, what for somebody who, you know, I've only, my only experience really with a doggy type daycare place, um, what I would describe would be a kennel. You know, we're going out of town for a week or two and we have to take the dog there and do boarding. Um, mm-hmm. you know, what should somebody look for when, when they maybe recently moved to Highland or they just got the dog, what are the things that they should look for when they're looking for a long-term, you know, week or two week type, you know, kennel stay?
2: It's a tough situation anymore. Even for, I mean, when I designed, when I, my whole thing was, is with my, with us showing dogs and having dogs that are worth 20, $30,000, 99% of your boarding facilities, when you take it, the first thing you do when you call it's how much does the dog weigh? is he spayed or is she neutered, you know, or neutered or spayed. And then it's, you know, 75 bucks, 80 bucks, something like that. And then it's how many times they get out of day. Well, they get an hour out a day and then they a la carte for meds and everything else like that. You know? So when I came with Jess and we kind of talked about this years ago, I said, you know, I don't really want to discriminate against dogs that aren't, you know, fixed in breed specifics. And uh, so I told her, I said, I kind of think that everything should be included, you know, and short of like extra bathing, stuff like that, you know, the daycare aspect of it, if allowed, you know, if the dog is tolerable to other dogs, you know, if we have to do med uh, dispersion, dispersion of the dogs, we don't charge extra. A lot of places will charge you five bucks in the morning, five bucks at night, you know, per, per med distribution. Um, We have diabetic dogs. A lot of facilities won't do injections of, you know, insulin you know it it comes down to with us it's it's about the quality of that dog being there and we want them to you know ultimately our our heart is when the when the owners come and they don't want to leave with the owner you know they want to stay so i i think that that you know the cleanliness of the facilities if you go in and you can smell i mean you know you're never going to mask 100 percent of dog odor but if you go in and you smell you know if it's stagnant if it's smells like urine or smells like feces then you know there's questions anymore I don't you know as a business owner if I was to say you know look at reviews well we all know that reviews don't really mean anything anymore because you can have somebody from Pennsylvania that's never been at your facility fire on you because of some cousin's roommate lived there didn't you know or no longer works for you you know so I I just think really if you go, you have to go with your gut feeling. I mean, everybody, you walk in, you, you're going to know, you're going to feel it. You, is it warm and welcoming? You know, I mean, really, that's what I want to to emphasize is, that, you know, when you walk in, are you, or do you feel, does that feel homey? You know, I mean, <laughs> do you feel welcomed? Is, is it clean? You, you almost have you know? to
0: treat it like. I yeah, well, it a, is. a regular daycare for your if your well, child, you know, because yeah, well, it is, it and, is you know,
2: and, 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 and I don't, and I and I would put almost put money on well, not now with the COVID thing, but I would put money that we sanitize probably three times as much as a normal child daycare facility. I mean, I have a two thousand dollar hospital s- scrubbing machine, you know, that vacuums it up and has disinfectants and sanit, you know, hospital safe sanitizers. I mean, that's how serious we take our dogs.
1: So I know Jason, your website obviously is very. Uh, thorough with your services. I've looked at a lot of that. So people can get a lot of information there uh, initially. And then do you recommend that they just call you or come on in and and they can look around before they make those decisions?
2: Yeah. Oh yeah. I mean, I, we always, we always want them to call first, just, you know, because it, it does get it, especially now. I mean, this is going to be a year before we recover from this. So it's always good just to call because I mean, a lot of times depending on certain dogs, I mean, we want to have meet and greets, you know, we, we take a lot of dogs that, you know, we groom a lot of dogs and we board a lot of dogs that, will, that won't go to other facilities, um, that can't go to other facilities. We, we want to give them the opportunity. You know, I mean, if the dog fails, then he fails. We're, by no means are we going to put anybody in jeopardy or danger. But, you know, dogs, you're taking a dog out of a, especially anymore with dogs living at home and always on the couch. And it's more of a human than a dog. So when you take them from mom and dad who they've been with forever and then you put them into a situation like a kennel i mean it's real easy for a kennel person to say you know after 24 hours is this dog's just not right you know give it a couple of days you know let them let them feel at home (laughs) get used to us get used to the smells and the sounds and everything
1: so why don't we uh talk a little bit about the training how does that work if you have a dog that you know you want to either learn how you should be training it yourself or they just want to come in i mean what kind of services do you offer around that and what can people expect when they uh, come to you for the dog training and obedience
2: Yeah, dog training and, and obedience wise we're doing, I'm just doing basic uh, puppy obedience, um, puppy classes. So introduction to puppy it, with us doing, I'm we're going to be focusing all training aspects at the Greenville location. It's just a lot larger than Highland. So we're able to do a couple of more things. Taylor makes some things I do one-on-one with clients. We're getting into some group classes, a lot of it, you know, I don't teach dogs, I teach humans. You know, a lot of issues are things that dogs, that we do, that we accept or tolerate as humans that are huge things in dogs' world. So it's just basically giving mom and dad the tools to be successful with the dog. Um, so giving you guys, you know, the tools to, to work with the dog, kind of like the indicators and everything like that that you're going to pick up on. But, you know, leash handling, most most everything. I mean, I've had clients after two visits that are having dogs off lead, you know, so it's kind of really up to the owner. Um, you know, I honestly think as a, a failure on my behalf as a trainer is that I don't lock clients into a monetary like $350 training session. Um, a lot of trainers do that. And what I found over the years is, that, you know, a majority of my clients, won't, you know, we I mean, want you learn the fundamentals, everything on dog training is easy. And the majority of people just want, you know, basic leash control. But there's a caveat to that. If you don't have them follow through with what I call the homework, you know, if you're not doing your sets and reps every day, stuff like that, um, then your dog kind of reverts. It's just like a kid. You know, I, I, I tell clients, this is my number one thing. First thing, you know, one, did you research the breed? Because nobody hardly ever does anymore. And then two, you know, if you're the CEO of this company, it's going to perform to what management tolerates. And that's really what it comes down to. And that's really what we have to realize as, as owners of dogs, you know, you can't get you know, one of these heavy hunting dogs. And there's a lot of, a lot of mixed breeds out there that come out and they're younger people, lower people, inexperienced owners. And then, you know, this their dogs crazy. When the dog's not crazy, he's been kenneled for 10 hours. You know, he needs to get out and burn off some of that energy, you know, and mom and dad just need to quit giving them cookies or her cookies on the couch and letting her just terrorize the house. You know I mean? Would you let your kid run around with a steak knife? No, you wouldn't. So
1: yeah, absolutely. <laughs>
2: You know, I mean, it's, it's really, it's, it's, it they're toddlers. I mean, dogs are toddlers. They, they their mentality is a toddler, their reaction time for correction is we're talking milliseconds, you know, um, from action to, to being able to catch them in the act of doing what they're doing wrong. Or they're like, well, I don't even know what you're yelling at me for, you know, and we're both barking at each other, you know, <laughs> they're looking yeah. at you like, why are you yelling at me?
1: So I want to, I want to jump back for a minute, um. Uh, just for me personally, it's it's interesting to me when people talk about breeding dogs and the, and showing dogs. And I know you said that's kind of how you started. And a lot of people, I think, probably look at a dog breed. I, ha- I hate to say this, but I I know um, for a fact it's happened. I know some specific people that they you know that's a pretty breed. I'm going to buy that dog. And they haven't they haven't researched that at all. But can you talk a little bit about the whole world of dog breeding and, and somebody who wants to maybe get into showing dogs? I mean, how, what's the best path to do that these days?
2: Dog breeding showing it's a whole thing. I mean, it's a passion of love. I mean, it, it, you know, we have bulldogs now and I have not once studded my male outside of a line other than my mentor. Um, so studying meaning that I'm, you know, using letting my male be the other half of the mat. Uh, so, I'm just very picky. It's all about pedigree. And, you know, and the way I look at it is because you're looking for health, you're looking for qualities and you're looking, it's, it's research, research, research. We looked at for three years before we finally decided on what we, what readers consider foundation, foundation being this is the best start that I can have for, you know, for what I look, you know, the looks of the dogs, because, you know, an English bulldog can look 70,000 different ways. So there's a certain thing that I wanted in my line that we looked for. And after three years, we actually found it and we have been very good at just, you're taking that and just improving and improving, you know, there's never a perfect dog ever. <laughs> yeah. You might think that, but but there's never one, you know, there's always a fault and uh, breeding correctly and just breeding for money. There's a lot of difference there. You know, um, the that's that's the there's the big one you know there's a lot of people that are backyard breeders and there's a lot of people that are usda breeders you know even even licensed when people say that they're licensed breeder i'm like you know in my mind because i know what that means i'm like oh you know they came out they inspected it your dogs had water bowls and you use bleach that doesn't mean that the dog's well taken care of you know you can you should go go to the you know if you're looking at getting into breeding one research the breed of course you want to find a dog that you know, and that goes for owning a pet or breeding a dog or showing a dog, you you know, you have to make sure that the breed fits with your personality and your lifestyle. You know, I'm a mechanic by you know trade. I was a mechanic car guy. I'm, you know, I'm played football and a bulldog is kind of my thing. You know, they're very dangerous over short distance, yeah. <laughs> you know, so, you know, and they like to sleep. So, um, and you know, they'll go 95 pounds if you let it. Sounds like my kind of dog. Yeah. (laughs) I mean, that's my perfect personality, you know, I mean, you know, yeah, that thing will eat a 50 pound bag of dog food if you let it. Um, so, you know, it's just really about making the proper decisions. You go to AKC, always research, you know, go to AKC.org. You can go out there and it has all of the breeds that, you know, that the AKC recognizes.
1: So for those people that are here in Highland or in Greenville, you know, that it's not a big deal to pop in once this whole Corona thing is, is past us. I mean, obviously you'd be able to provide your opinion, your experience for people, whether they're looking for a pet or whether they're looking, you know, to get into uh, the different, you know, breeding or showing and that kind of thing.
2: Yeah. I, I, you know, the showing part's very easy, you know, breedings. I mean, it's a full-time job people. It's not, you know, especially with our dogs and, you know, everybody's like, well, you must make tons of money, you know? Oh yeah. Okay. My dogs are $2,000 and up. My parents don't do anything at any point in time. I'm at at least $3,500 to $5,000 into money before I even have a puppy on the ground. And that's just, that's per breeding, right? You know, that's not including the parents. That's just blood work. That's a C-section because they don't do anything naturally. It's artificial insemination. It's artificial collection. It's, it's microscoped. It's counted. It's sourced. You know, I mean, it it is a, it is a science. It is really a science. I mean, uh, granted, if you do it right, it's a science. I have anywhere between 14 and $17,000 in normal food and vet bills a year, you know, just for, and just taking, and that's just normal. That's just, you know, the scheduled C-section for the, you know, the dogs that I would breed during that time, or, you know, the two or the two or three girls are usually two a year that I would breed during, you know, that time. Um, so, And we, and it, and it's an open book. You know, I always tell people, I'm like, we collect, you know, we pay taxes on our stuff. You know, we, that's the the breeder that you want. You know, I, I always tell people, if you're looking for my breed or you're looking for another breed, always, you know, come look at what I, what my facility looks like. Look at how my dogs are living and compare because it doesn't matter if it's a poodle, a Shih Tzu or a bulldog or a black lab. If they're in inclement conditions, you can pretty much bet that the dog Has not been properly cared for. More than likely, you're getting just something that's, you know, I mean, that they ran across. You know, you're not getting a quality product. And just because it's AKC doesn't mean that it's, you know, well, that doesn't mean that it's the USDA stamped beef, you know, prime beef either. Right.
1: Yeah. Absolutely.
2: That's just a piece of paper. That's a piece of paper, really. You know, I mean, it really is.
1: So, what was your your background like when you said you showed dogs? What level, um, you know, how how far did you go with that before you uh, started your business?
2: Oh, I, uh, you know. To, uh, I did Bull Mastiff's number four dog in the Midwest National Bull Mastiff specialty in like 2017. Um, I had the number one, a female out of the number one dog in the country. Um, so it's it's just a, a labor of love. I mean, it's it's a lot of dedication. And, uh, you know, there's like, a, again, I go back to training, there's reps, you know, so I, I work the dog. I Every day, the dog's worked on a show chain. Every day, the dog's stacked, which is the stacking is basically the way that the dog's stand pretty when you see them on TV. The feet have to be placed right, the, you know, the angles, the arches, and then you have to work on the, the motion of the dog, how the dog runs its gait, if you will, um, because some dogs are choppy and you got to correct the choppy when they run. So, you know, I, I was pretty, I, my first dog, I'm not going to lie, was a, uh, a, a when I was 22-year-old Purchased from the mall as a bull mastiff uh, out of the mall pet store and quickly learned that she had just about everything wrong with her that you could. Did a little research, dug into the kind of the, they had their own pet registry um, at those places. So I started doing, and this is back when the internet would kind of just, you know, dial up, we're talking dial up days started doing a little research and found this lady out, which was selling these dogs and they were going. So basically these dogs were in a huge facility out of Springfield, Missouri, going through a broker. The broker would sell the dogs to the pet stores. So it was like, it was crazy. It was like a mafia thing. So I actually looked, looked up the breeder and drove there because I mean, I spent as much money for that non cared for piece of crap, AKC registered dog that I did for my champion bloodline dogs. You know, there's no difference in price. And so I drove up there and I saw her facility. Now, granted, it was clean. It did not, it wasn't the typical you see on TV. Air conditioned, heated, but she had 27 females and 13 litters on the ground. And her mom was only six months old when she had her, you know, had my pup. So I'm like, and and that's kind of like the AKC standard. I think, I think they say, I'm not sure the bylines on that, but I think it's six to 10 months. I think it's, I do believe it's 10 months old that they allow breeding. So it's, you know, and I, I, we don't, we don't, you know, our breedings, we wait until they're at least 18 months, if not two years, depending on the female. And then we only breed three times, you know, and then they're, and then they're sick, you know, they're ret- what we call retiring. They're retired to the couch life. So. Yeah. yeah. It's, it's funny. The last, you talk about, you know, like breeders and, and show dogs and stuff like that. The last puppies that I had, they, they actually followed our page for play and stay. And then they, they linked over and they found us on bulldogs. Well, they came out and they were, It was a pup for the daughter, possibly for her birthday, but they were looking at a bulldog and a doodle. And I said, okay. I said, well, just make sure you, again, I said, just make sure you go to that facility, you check it out. And you know, how does it feel? How does it smell? Are the parents there? Can you look at them? Are they aloof? You know I mean? So they they call me the next day. They're like, yeah, they had 13 puppies and they, all sick. None of them would come up to us. They were baiting them with raw food. She's like, it was just horribly stunk. She had like 30 dogs on the property that were, you know, females just, it was just a money thing, you know? And I'm like, yeah. And I'm like, and I, and I, and I you know, I don't say it's not a purebred because not a, you know, every dog was a mix of something in some time. So, but then again, the, the, the AKC show side of me signs out and going like, we're well, going to pay $2,500 for this dog. And I've got a purebred dog here and it's a healthy bread dog. That's it, you know? And, and it's just like, so I kind of joke with her. I said, it's totally up to you if you want to buy the bulldog or you want to get the doodle and I'll, the double J plans. They want you to buy the doodle all day <laughs> because the owners aren't going to tell you that you're going to be every six weeks coming to see me. <laughs> yeah. You know, I'll, I'll get way more out of, you know, out of the grooming aspect as I will on a pup.
1: Yeah, that's a good good point. And I mean, unfortunately, everybody, no matter what their initial thoughts are, you know, I want to become a reader or I want to show dogs initially, they're probably doing it with the best of intentions. But I'm sure most people get to a point where, okay, that went great. I I did those six dogs or 12 dogs. Next year, I'm going to do 24. And next year I'm going to do, you know, and before you know it, even though you had good intentions, it, it gets out of hand
2: you see some of these things I, I forget there was one there was a it was on the news I don't know, a month ago two months ago about missouri which I, I caught the name of that place last year and i think that they said that they had somewhere on the lines of five and it was a it was a, a doodle mill 500 dogs on site or 250 dogs i think it was something crazy it, it was at least 250 and i looked at Justin, and i'm like can you imagine vetting you know again my food and vet bills are fourteen to eighteen thousand a year. You know, I'm like, can you imagine vetting that many dogs and feeding that many dogs? And I'm like, that's just crazy. And the 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 sheer, you would have to have an army to take care of those dogs. Yeah, I mean, it's it's a full time job. Like it, literally, when I have puppies, I I love it because I'm a professional stepdad. I'm not a, I have not had a biological kid, but like when I have like puppies, that is like as close to being. I think that. At least in my mind, I, I think that is that it could be being there with the baby, you know, and because it's truly I'm 100 percent care for that baby. You know, every two hours I'm up, we stimulate the dog to potty because my mom doesn't lick the dog like 98 percent of the other dog breeds will lick to stimulate the dog. The bulldog's too good for that. <laughs> I don't do poo.
1: So, Jason, like we mentioned earlier, uh, the generator was something that you guys invested in and it's something that the general public won't even see when they come in, unless they ask you about it or or you show them what other types of safety and just environmental things have you guys put into your building uh, either in Greenville or, or both locations here in Highland as well that, that are benefits to those uh, customers.
2: The, the, the turf, we have turf at both locations. There's about $50,000 worth of turf um, in both locations, which I kind of joke that we have the greenest grass in both towns, you know, year round Uh, it's antimicrobial antibacterial. So it will not, grow or promote anything um it sits on at least 13 inches of rock um so basically we have a what we call a wishy system it's a chlorine generated system that we go out there we can actually sanitize the first two foot of our rock found our substrate greenville has two foot of substrate so i can go out there and and it'll actually kill and basically sanitize everything for the first two feet of of the area with that, fleas as well. Fleas don't, they can't live in it. It has um, an actual enzyme that's we roll and we put on a top coat that will, if anything, comes down past the actual turf side. It actually breaks it down uh, to a uh, degradable product. So it's just, it's way more sanitary. Both locations have UV light filtration systems um that will actually sanitize and cycle 90 times an hour so it basically clean out um, viruses bacteria mold anything that goes into it helps with odors as well so you know we these are things that we've implemented years ago that i really want to do what's what's the best you know i want it to be as healthy as possible for the dogs and, and even like i said the the, the hospital sanitation system is kind of like my thing it's i go in there i can sanitize i let it sit for five minutes it actually kills everything on the floor and then i go back clean clean it squeegee it and it vacuums it all up it's I we, we use mops. I can't stand mops. To me, a mop's just pushing around dirty water. And with this, I can actually go back and see, you know, and, you know, just clean it. It just sucks it right up.
0: So if somebody comes into to your facility for the first time, is that something that you explain to them that you have? Because to me, that that's an amazing feature that you yeah, don't normally
2: finding not a lot of people you know it's that's a lot of investment to invest that kind of money especially in the turf side of it. turf is extremely expensive the infill that you use on top is extremely expensive the care and the even the chemicals that we use to to sanitize it are, are expensive but to me you know, can you put a price on health you know what i mean i i don't want one to send home especially with the daycare situation if you're on dirt even when your dogs are boarding or you're playing daycare, if it's raining, they're going to get muddy, you know, and, and with this having as much rock as we can, we can at least try to limit that exposure to the, to the mud aspect of it. You know, they're going to get wet, but they're not going to be, you know, mud balls or grass stained. So, I mean, that with me was the biggest thing. And plus, you know, not having to, to deal with the the mowing, especially in, you know, Greenville, especially we have 6,000 square foot of turf um, just out there. So that's less that's less uh left for me to mow at least
0: (laughs) while you're talking about the greenville location let's focus on that a little bit um tell us what people can find in your greenville location
2: um we have three very large indoor play areas we have three extremely large outdoor turf play areas um it's on five acres so the expandability of that is just tremendous um you know our, our kind of a goal out there is to be to be able to add a one-stop shop kind of that platform to to that area we had so many clients coming from the Vandalia Greenville Carlisle area that you know inundated Highland that it it's it's you know one it was a it was a good business decision for us it'll help the community plus it'll it'll ease some of the the overage here in Highland so it's you know it was a two for one plus the well, I mean we're right off of 70 you couldn't beg for a better spot commercially you know i mean you know i mean literally i'm a block and a half two blocks off of 70 so it's if you're going if you're you know on 127 if you're going camping on you know and you drop your dog off on friday pick him up on sunday you don't have to worry about him running out of the camper when it, when 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 uncle john gets crazy with the fireworks you know um you know if you're traveling from any i mean effingham down if you're flying out of st louis you have to go past me you know, you might as well drop your dog off and know that they're gonna be cared for. And, 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 with Highland, and with Highland, especially at both locations, we're one of the few boarding facilities that offer Sunday pickups. You know, and that was another thing when, I, when, we, when we got our business plan, they want to get you that extra day of boarding. And I'm like, I want my dog back, you know, and it's two times, but it's still two times more than that. 99% of your other boarding facilities, you know, that you can get your dog back on Sunday.
1: So, Jason, thanks a lot for coming on the show today. We really appreciate you taking the time uh, to come on and talk with us. And can you go ahead and give the listeners the uh, addresses to your Facebook page and your website if they want to reach out?
2: Yeah, it's uh, w, Double J Doggy Play and Stay on Facebook, and it would be the same. It's .com for the uh, the website, so Double J Doggy Play and com.
1: Yeah, and I know for me, I just Googled it and threw Highland on the end or Greenville, one of the two, and it came right up as the first one. Yeah. So. Awesome. Well, great. Thanks a lot. And uh, we'll be seeing you soon bringing our doggy in for his nail trim this weekend. So, next weekend. (laughs) Or next weekend. Sorry. Yeah. So, appreciate it. All right. Have a great day. Thanks. Thanks. Bye-bye.